Welcome back to Awakened Exchanges. I'm your host, Jay Rich, and we've got a very special interview for you this week. Before we get to that, though, I just want to make sure that you're all aware I've got some plans over the next couple of weeks, including getting ready for the HempFest event that Awakened Vapes is sponsoring on the 17th and 18th. Uh, with that in mind, I had to work pretty hard to get through these last couple of episodes, and I'm working hard to get episodes ready going forward, but will most likely be dark for the next two weeks. We should be back by July 27th, if not sooner. I'll keep doing my best, though, and I thank you again for joining us here on The Exchange. Please remember, if you have any suggestions for topics or guests, I do listen to the listeners, so please email me from our website or contact me at Awaken Exchanges on Twitter. I hope you're as excited for this week's interview as I am. This episode has been a couple of months in the making. I first contacted Kirsten Sandifer after reading Nick Hinton's second book, The Aquarian Singularity, in my preparation for a second interview with him that we could never get the timing pinned down on. Um, I definitely recommend Nick's books overall, but Kirsten's story was definitely one of the highlights. She was one of the co-founders of the original Reddit Dimension Jumping Group, and as we explore more of her story, I have a feeling you'll be as fascinated as I was. Dimension Jumping is something that I can absolutely not prove exists, but it fits very well into my personal psychedelic experiences and thoughts on the multiverse nature of the universe. If you're a believer in the multiverse hypothesis, then the idea of infinite, closely related dimensions that you could potentially slide into won't be earth-shattering by any means, but I just want to say that I can't provide you any direct evidence for it. Kirsten is earnest and comes off as credible and thoughtful. I don't believe everybody's stories, but while her experience is quite unique and requires some suspension of disbelief, it's most definitely interesting and entertaining. I truly hope that you enjoy this exchange as much as I did, as I hope to have her back on the show soon, as well as some others from her realm of contacts. And before I forget, Kirsten has been so extremely generous and is offering a 20% discount on her services to listeners of Awakened Exchanges. You can book those services on her website. Just make sure to mention that you heard about her on this podcast, and she'll take very good care of you. Now, before we get into the show, here's a brief rundown of our sponsors. First off, I want to thank all of you personally for your support. You are the reason I'm doing this. Just listening and sharing this podcast with your friends gives me a reason to provide the best content that I can. If you have the means and would like to contribute personally, please take a look at our Patreon page, where you will get access to exclusive content and deals. As for our other sponsors, Awaken Vapes was the first of the Awaken brands and has been helping you modulate your high with CBD-only, high-terpene vape products since 2019. Genesis Farms has been making the highest quality medicinal RSO, among many other fantastic products, starting with the medical community back before 2010. And last but definitely not least, the Caramel Corn Company, bringing you caramel corn the way it was meant to be. And remember, if you enjoy this podcast, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on YouTube, or follow us wherever else you're listening. And please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you can. I know every podcast says it because, well, it does help spread the word. You can also support us on Patreon or connect with us on the social media of your choice. We are at Awakened Exchanges on Facebook and Instagram and at Awaken Exchanges on Twitter. All right now, stay tuned and thank you for listening to Awakened Exchanges. Thank you. 
Genesis Farms was founded on the belief in cannabis's ability to heal. Genesis Farms is more than a brand. They're a compassionate community of like-minded individuals that generate top-quality cannabis products made with love and care. Community outreach is always on their mind, and their partnerships with Grow for Vets and Parents for Pot was just the beginning to what they hope to accomplish in the coming years. You can find their products on the best dispensary shelves across the state of Oregon. Their RSO is the most consistent quality in the state. Their tinctures are second to none, and their personal massage oil will have you and your partner both coming back for more. Find them on Facebook and Instagram and ask for them in your local dispensary today. Don't forget to listen to Sean's interview here on Awakened Exchanges. It's episode number three. The Caramel Corn Company is bringing you caramel corn the way it was meant to be. Made with premium ingredients in small, handcrafted batches and completely gluten-free. The flavors include original, roasted cashew, salted almond, mixed nut, spicy sriracha, white morsel macadamia, peanut butter, butterscotch, and my personal favorites, chocolate drizzle and raspberry caramel apple. I can't say enough about how delicious this caramel corn is. It makes a great gift any time of the year. You can find them on sale in Portland area Market of Choice locations and online again here real soon. Visit caramelcorncompany.com for more information today. Remember, buying local supports small businesses and keeps your money building your community. And last but not least, Awaken Vapes has been bringing you some of the highest quality CBD vape cartridges since ringing in the new year in 2019. I became passionate about cannabis after a car wreck left me with major migraines and no prescribed pills helped alleviate any of the symptoms. Having only tried cannabis a handful of times in high school and college, it was a doctor's recommendation that led me to give cannabis another try. Only then did I realize that we'd all been at least a little misled about the health benefits of this amazing plant. Despite the unexpected break because of the vape ban and then a global health crisis, the business is stronger than ever and we invite you to check out our updated website today. We are still offering our three varieties with new improved terpene formulations and enhanced flavor to go along with the custom blended terpene effect profiles. Check back at awakenvapes.com for any updates. You can always email us about wholesaling or white labeling opportunities as well. Welcome to Awakened Exchanges. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me today. I appreciate it. So I think there's going to be a few in our audience who already are familiar with you. But for those that aren't, why don't you tell us your name and a little bit about what you do? Sure. My name is Kirsten Sandifer. I have a company called Psychic Babes and a podcast by the same name. Um, I do. I am an intuitive life coach, which means that I um, help people change things in their life through intuition, through using my intuition. I have an 82% accuracy rating. Um, I have a psychology background. I got my degree from Texas Christian University and started to work on my master's um, and decided, no, I don't like the Western uh, medical model. So um, (laughs) I decided to go go a different direction. But nevertheless, I come from a very scientific background. So when I got into this, I really wanted to have a way to be able to um, quantify 
how well I was doing and um, how specific I was with things. And um, I also do past life regressions. Um, I am a certified Reiki master um, and then also certified theta healer and um, also currently getting certified to use the Healy device and so that I can, I can use that in my practice. And um, I clear out spaces. I help people with attachments. Um, it, pretty much you name it, um, I do it um, in that realm. And, and I teach as well. Um, I'm, I'm also um, like, well known for being in the dimension jumping um, on the Reddit forum and then also just in the community. Um, I've been dimension jumping since I was a child and have always been very interested in it. And there's not a whole lot of people besides people in the government that really actually know the intricacies of it. So it's always really fascinating when I come across people who do. Um, so how did you first hear about it? About dimension jumping? Yeah. Well, I was, I was taught it. Um, and I, I, I didn't have this actual memory. Uh, until I was speaking with uh, a lady on a podcast and um, about dimension jumping, um, she she was telling me how she learned it, and we almost interrupted each other because we both were like, "Wait!" And then we were talking to each other about it, how she learned, and I interrupted her and finished her sentence, and we both realized that we were taught. She said she was taught by the Greys. And while I don't have that particular memory, I do remember being taught by somebody when I was a child on how to do it. And I could see myself, um, I remember myself being in front of the mirror practicing this method over and over and over again. And I'm going, nope, that's wrong. Nope, that's wrong. Nope, that's wrong. And um, while I won't speak about the specific method because it is dangerous um, and there are inherent um, real dangers, and I'll, I can tell you about something that did happen to me and this is when I stopped doing it um, yes, that are involved in it. But um, so, so people need to kind of take this with a grain of salt, but um, I was the last time I dimension jumped, I was doing it um, to, I was living in Utah at the time in Lehigh, which is right coincidentally right next to the NSA <laughs> and um, literally in my backyard. Um, and I dimension jumped, to um, to acquire a certain amount of money to buy a car, and what always happens after I dimension jump is I'm I'm extremely electric. Like um, I arc things, things will arc uh, off of me um, because of the quantum energy that builds up when you do that when you travel. Mm, okay. um, you you build up an extraordinary amount of energy. Like you'll shock people. It only lasts about fifteen minutes, but um, I demagnetize credit cards and things like that. And um, I went, so I had to go in to pay, I went to go get gas and I went in to go pay for my gas and I gave the lady the card and something happened, there was a mirror behind her and I saw like 80 million versions of myself behind her, she disappeared and I glitched out and it felt like I was there for, must have been 20, 30 years is what I felt like. I thought that I had literally, I was, I was gone and and I had lost my mind and I hacked my mind somehow and um, it, that was the scariest thing that you can ever imagine. Um, I don't, I don't fear death, but the fear of losing your mind or being stuck in some kind of glitch like that, um, is probably, that's the only thing I fear. Uh, something like that would be help. Um, it really would be. And, um, so when I came back to the lady said, are you okay? 
And I said, how long was I out? And she said, maybe a second or two. But she said, you just looked terrified. And she said, I, I was white as a goat. And um, I, I, talking with, uh, with a friend later who had done this with me um, in high school, we dimension jumped quite a bit. Um, she just said, I, I think he glitched out and got stuck somewhere. And I said, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I don't know how I got back, but, um, I did. And I've also, um, have a friend who works with, um, um, he works with cubes and tesseracts and does tesseract magic. And he's had a similar thing happen to him with tesseract magic. Um, you have to be very careful in those things as well. So, um, that was the last time I did it um, uh, consciously. I accidentally did it uh, a couple weeks ago with my boyfriend. Um, we had really? decided to yeah, we had decided to um, to to um, partake in psilocybin research to help ourselves grow, you know, in yeah. different areas. Um, and I had a thought, he's very powerful with manifesting things as well. He doesn't, I've never taught him how I dimension him or anything, but both of us, he was in the other room. Um, both of us had the same thought at the same time. And all of a sudden I got up and everything was arcing around me and, uh, like literally, uh, and when the light blew out and he looked at me like, what in the heck happened? I said, okay, we just jumped. So make sure everything's the same. Like my, my daughter's here. And we were checking everything. And uh, one person did fall out of my um, timeline. Um, so I finally figured it out. But there's little things that you can't always account for yeah. um, when you can jump. Because what you're doing is, and there will be people that disagree with me. I know Triumph and George probably will. Um, he's the he's the mod for the original Dimension Jumping um, Reddit, which, which I was also a part of. Um, but uh, you are you're not trading places with yourself. So you are in essence, when you dimension jump, you're going to that place. Okay. Mm-hmm. You are, your consciousness is going there. And if you believe in the multiverse theory, it makes sense. There's parallel um, universes. There's an infinite amount of parallel universes. I was actually going to ask you about the multiverse theory. So please. Yeah, and every version of you that you can imagine from being the best person ever with millions of dollars and um, kids and the happiest life you can imagine to the, you know, you have no money living on the streets, addicted to drugs, all of that in the spectrum exists um, in these different um, parallel dimensions. Um, Now, the way that you can look at it is like this. if this multi uh, multiverse theory is true, which I very much believe it is, uh, no, it is actually, every dimension is going to be different and will have different rules. They're not always the same like here on Earth. Um, just as Mars doesn't have, you know, the same um, characteristics that we have here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to kind of be careful where you're going, what you're doing, and you, you don't always know what you're going to run into. One of my friends in high school, her, when she jumped, her dog became a cat. And we all remembered it as being a dog. And, you know, so these are things that you can't always account for. So you um, were able to both jump uh, into... Nope. Okay. She jumped. Oh. Mm-hmm. She, she jumped, and uh, it was to pass, a, uh, to pass her one of her finals. 
uh, or I guess they weren't finals. They were in high school. They were in just one of her last tests in English. And, uh, <clears throat> and she jumped and we all were like, like we, we were just all very confused because she had a dog and then she had a cat and she didn't remember it as being anything but a cat, but we all knew what, like all of uh, there were three of us girls who did it, who, who were, you know, would sit around and like every weekend we would, we would do engine jump and do weird stuff, bloody Mary things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all of those kind of, kind of games that we even played with Ouija boards, which was uh, stupid because we had no idea what we were doing at that point in time. But with the, um, the mention jumping, I had I had been trained, so I, I knew what I was doing. And I didn't um, teach people my method, but they had their own um, ways of doing it. And then we kind of collaborated and came up with the mirror method um, the, between the three of us. And I, you know, I think every idea exists out there in infinite. So I think other people as well. Um, I think we just pulled that from the multiverse and that's why other people have had the same, uh, you know, have kind of come up with it in different ways as well. That's actually, uh, how I first heard about you was, um, in when I was talking with Nick Hinton, uh, mm-hmm. and I was reading his second book, the Aquarian singularity. He talks about the mirror method a little bit. Um, yeah, um, Nick and I became very good friends. Um, I actually, uh, was, was, reading some of his stuff and wrote him on Twitter um, said, Hey, we should chat. It sounds like you actually know about dimension jumping and, you know, we, we should talk a little bit. So he gave me a call and um, he was working for Randonautica at the time. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, I was kind of telling him about my Alpha of eternity theory and he went, Oh my God, that's you. And, and I guess he told the Randonautica guys, which were, they were then like completely because I, I knew exactly who the owner of it was. Um, um, I remembered him from the original sub and gotcha. Unity Consciousness. Unity Consciousness is what he goes by. So um, it was funny because I was like, he doesn't really know about dimension jumping at all, um, and he's now doing. You know, I was just a little bit confused how he stumbled upon this idea because it, I thought it was a fascinating idea, but I, I was also concerned whether they were aware of the dangers in it. And I tried to have them on my podcast several times and they just avoided me like the plague. I mean, they would not answer anything I had to say. Um, Nick later on was, was let go from the company um, as their PR person. I remember they and, had a falling uh, out at some point. Yeah, they they did, and um, I mean, I, I know they're still they're still friends, but um, you know, it just it was all very strange to me. And it, I don't know if you've read my research paper on the Randonautica app. I did but, actually, but I think we're actually playing with something very dangerous. Um, and I think you know, especially marketing it to kids, which they do, um, and during the quarantine, <laughs> um, is. Extremely irresponsible, and there's too many uh, synchronicities. Like if you, if you, um, and, and anybody can pull up uh, the research paper that I did on this. It's quite intensive, but um, it's on psychicsaves.com and just go into the blog section. And it's the title of it is is Randonautica changing our timelines as we speak. I was going to say and, the um, fastest way for me when I found it was just do a find in page and search for Randonautica, and it'll take you right there. Yeah. Um, but the uh, PR company that they use 
Um, I don't know if you had heard about the people who um, manifested a dead body in a suitcase. Yeah, not uh, far but- from me, actually. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So you're in you're in Seattle area. Uh, Portland. Uh, my ex oh, okay. actually lives up in Seattle, so I was commuting a lot. Oh, cool. Yeah, my I have family up there too. My brother and sister. So um, yeah, washed up on Alki Beach, and their intention that they set when using this app was death. And um, I, I actually spoke with one of the girls who was on the TikTok video, who was part mm-hmm. of it. Um, and um, she's, so many things got twisted, but she said it was death. And um, they found a body, two bodies, in two suitcases that washed up. Um, and this is all documented by the police. Now, uh, two years before that, the PR company that they use has a intro on their Facebook page. Uh, it's one of the very first posts. And it's um, <clears throat> a head in a suitcase, in a black <laughs> suitcase, just like the one that was found. So... This made me start to think, um, okay, what kind of overlays are they using? What are they doing? Because they definitely um, aren't as naive as they seem to be as, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. I think they know exactly what's going to happen and what they're trying to do. Well, there are so many questions that are jumping through my head right now. But the (laughs) first one is, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the Owls of Eternity theory? Sure. So, um, the Owls of Eternity is um, it's kind of a complex theory that basically means, okay, if, you, um, if you'll picture an owl, like on your, let, let's use it in a first-person perspective of like a TV, okay? Okay. So, um, if you put, it, like, put an owl, if you overlay it just in your mind, like, or even if you drew it on the TV, right? You... Um, you're not going to always see it because the image is going to be, um, so the image is going to block part of it. Okay. But when it changes to like a white screen, let's say, then you'll be able to see the outline, um, of the out. Now, when, when you are, cause you're a conscious being, when you jump, um, you're going to imagine part, um, of this, this part of this content. Um, well, here, let me, let me explain. It's, it's kind of a hard theory to explain. No, please so, take your time. Um, so the you that jumped, um, we've always told people when they're dimension jumping to overlay an owl over your consciousness. And there is no actual you, right? You got to picture yourself as being part of everything. And so you're overlaying the owl, um, in, in essence, um, without regards to the constraints of time and space and causality. So when you adapt that to daily life, this will be dissolved like holographically kind of in the space around you. And when mostly you won't be seeing the owl, you know, at all, but when an appropriate context arises, such as like, you know, you, something needs to, something stands out to you in your life, um, that needs to, you know, like a synchronicity that's important, you'll start seeing an owl, like a woman, uh, with a picture of an owl on her shirt or on a bag, or, um, you'll see a book that comes out with an owl in it. There's lots of different things that can happen. And this is called an overlay. And the reason we use owls is because um, people started seeing them randomly um, when they were jumping. And they think that's because uh, owls are interdimensional creatures. 
Now, I know that's a far departure in science from <laughs> what uh, most people believe, and this is just a theory that, that I've come up with, because um, there are, for example, Sasquatch. Those are um, interdimensional beings. Some of them are actual portal jumpers and dimension jumpers as well. So why, you know, an owl, um, I believe, is, is, is kind of similar in that regard. And um, so owls would be able to appear to you then once you've jumped, you know, kind of letting you know, ha, huh, I see you. you, you can do this too kind of thing. Gotcha. So then so then we use it as like an overlay um, to, to let people know, like to make it more obvious to them if they're new at it, that yes, you have jumped. And you do, after you jump, you do see owls everywhere. Now, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, this is just confirmation bias, but um, there's been a whole, a lot of things that happened in my life that uh, <laughs> it can't just be confirmation bias. I would say it's more like confirmation bias uh, leads to coincidence and then to synchronicity, to manifestation and then to jumping, you know, so it it's just a varying level of pattern selection or activation or overlay. So how do you think um, the Randonautica app is using overlays exactly? Well, if you go to their wiki page, which has been now coincidentally taken down, um, when I, but uh, when I wrote this, it uh, specifically states that they use the owls um, to, um, and they put it on top of the server to overlay it to see if people would start speaking about owls. Okay. Gotcha. They've also done certain things. They've done like aliens. Um, uh, I think they mentioned two others. And they did notice the number of people um, reporting these uh, increasing. Okay, so they initially said they were trying to prove that this world is a simulation. Well, um, in, in my article, I explain what the simulation theory is. Um, and I'm not here to debate whether it is or it isn't. But um, I do believe that they are changing our timelines um, as we speak because they're overlaying things. Um, onto that people aren't aware of before they go into it. When you're dimension jumping, um, on at least on the old thread, we always explained out. It was all in the wiki, the Alpha of Eternity theory, um, what you should expect, what you you know shouldn't expect. You should always have a positive mind. I never tell anybody to dimension jump uh, doing using the mirror method if you don't have um, at least a year of meditation under your belt and you can calm your mind. Mm. Because if you can't quiet your mind, something small could slip in there, and uh, you know, then you end up with something—a real unexpected outcome that is not good. I know this is not what you mean exactly by it, but the first thing that jumps through my head is uh, Ghostbusters when uh, Ray is trying to keep his mind blank, and he comes up with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man all of a sudden. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I've kind of had a, a couple funny things like that happen. Uh, where, yeah, just, just something small creeped in and then it ends up, um, it, it ends up, uh, you know, coming out once you've jumped. <laughs> and that was, for some reason, uh, I, I had tripped in history class one day and like I was so embarrassed about it. And I was sitting there getting ready to jump to um, a, one of my exams that I hadn't studied for, by the way. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, I, I was like, I, not, I just thought for a second, God, what if I keep, what if I trip in every single class tomorrow? And lo and behold, like 
people were tripping me. It was just, I mean, it was just bizarre. In every single class, I tripped and fell. And so it, it's kind of an inside joke with, with the other two girls and I that, that uh, the, the dimension jumping is uh, Kirsten's tripping out. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of our little inside joke. But yeah, so I've got lots of different funny stories like that. But the mirror method and the uh, two cups methods are the safest ones um, that you can do. Can you tell um, us a little bit about both of those? Sure. The two cups method is essentially where you will take um, the two cups and on one cup you will write, it's better if you can get those like the plastic ones and get a, a, a Sharpie mm-hmm. and write on one status quo. And then on the other one, you're going to write, let's say I want to jump to um, a, a place where I have uh, knowledge on how to finish my book. Okay. Or okay. where I have the information I need to finish my book. So I'd write on, on the cup, um, you know, finish, you know, and have knowledge to finish book. And you do want to be specific about it. Um, and I call it using the asterisk method where I'll put an asterisk, say all, all things being the same. This is in addition what I want. So all things being the same, I would like to jump to a place where I am, um, have the knowledge to finish my book. Okay. So then what you do is you fill, um, you fill the status quo cup with water and then you're going to take it and you're going to clear your mind, set your intention and resonance with what you're wanting. But you need to picture yourself as having it already because anything you try to do can't come from a place of lack. Okay. If there's um, this idea that you don't have it, um, it will, you won't be able to spend your disbelief and you won't be able to get it. That's just how the universe works. If you um, want something, you're always going to be wanting it. Correct. Exactly. So nothing can be manifested or brought into your life um, from a place of lack. So you have to kind of trick the universe into knowing that you have it already and that you're just, you know, trying to tweak it a bit. So um, that's what you do. And you're going to think about the emotions like when you have it, um, like if it's a brand new car, like, oh my gosh, yay. you know, you're going to do all of those emotions you're going to bring up and you're going to take, you're going to pour the glass in the, uh, the glass into the empty one, which should be the one that has the, uh, where you're trying to jump to. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to pour it into there and you will, um, I, I've actually seen this, um, recorded. The water will look very different. The way that it comes out when it pours into a cup um, almost looks like it's flowing like lava. It's something about it I don't I don't know, but it looks like that in person too. And then you're going to drink it, and, <clears throat> and then you're going to. I always thank the universe and my guides and you know um, things like that. But you can do whatever you want, and then you throw it away, and then you wait, and it's really. If you jump, you're already there. Um, it doesn't take very long for it to kick in. Now, the thing is, is oftentimes you won't remember that you jumped. You will for a little bit, and then it kind of fades away because you're obviously jumping to a different timeline. But this is not so much with the two cups method. It's a little bit safer. With the mirror method, and I want to give this disclaimer to everybody, do not do this. If you don't have a year of meditation under your belt, do not, because it is 
it is and can be very dangerous. I mean, you see with myself, I've been doing it since I was like seven or eight years old. Okay. I, I had an experience that, that shook me enough to, to get me a spot. Yeah. So, so the mirror method, um, if you are an ace in, in um, being able to clear your mind completely, then what you're going to do is <clears throat> you're going to set your intention for what you want to go. And usually these are going to be bigger jumps. And you have to have done a series of smaller ones um, prior to it if you want to do a bigger one. So let's say we want to start out with a smaller one, um, you know, getting a call from an ex, okay? <clears throat> you're going to stare into the mirror. And if any, if you stared in the mirror before, it, it's kind of trippy as it is. You know, your face kind of morphs. And it, if you can actually peer into your own eyes for long enough, you can see into your soul and you can see past lives and things like that. It's very powerful. But um, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to stare into the mirror and you're going to want to put a candle um, in between you. The reason why for the candle is because you're going to be doing it at night. And the reason uh, for doing it at night is simply because uh, there's something about the veil being thinner and this ability uh, to slip into the different dimensions is uh, the portals are are open easier. I'm not sure exactly why, but uh, anytime from 12 um, to to about 3.30 is, is optimal. And I know everybody thinks three, three, three. That's a bit no. Um, it's really twelve, um, twelve o'clock, and on till three um, is the optimal time. And the candle is going to let your face glow a little bit. So you're going to stare into your eyes, deep into your eyes, and then you're going to start thinking about, I am this person. I am this person who is getting, he's calling me right now. He's going, you know, he's not going to, he's calling me tomorrow. And you start thinking about what it's going to be like when he calls and how excited you are and how excited he is. And then what happens is the best way I can describe it. And this won't happen to everybody because you do have to have a little bit of, you have to have faith and you have to have um, the ability to suspend disbelief. Okay. Any negativity that comes in there, well, you can just forget it because it won't work. Um, but you're, it will feel like there's a little bit of an earthquake happening. Okay. It, things will start to shake. And the moment that happens, you disconnect. So you pull, you'll pull your eyes back. Um, now, the, the reason for this is mirrors are portals. Um, you don't want to actually end up on the other side of the portal. You just want to move to that parallel life um, and, and you want to absorb that parallel life, kind of change spots with it um, in, in essence. But that doesn't really happen, but, you know, because that person goes on to the, that you and that dimension still goes on to do whatever they're going to do. But you're or in this dimension. But yeah, you do kind of switch places. And if you continue staring when that happens, you can get stuck in the in-between, mm. uh, in-between portal. So that's why you pull back, because it means it's already done. Okay, it's happening. And um, that usually leads to, you, you don't know. Um, I have had a friend. Um, well, a friend would be, I guess. Uh, oh, <laughs> I've had an acquaintance who 
I, I do trust very much with this. They were on the uh, original Dimension Jumping um, forum. I won't say who it is, but um, they um, had a experience where they basically went to, um, they went forward to the year 20, I think it was 2029. And um, they don't, they didn't remember any of it, didn't remember any of us, didn't remember anything. Um, and had to like piece life back together, woke up with somebody that was not, not wife. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's not a movie. It's not a game. Just like Ouija boards, don't do it unless you absolutely have training in this area. And, you know, training doesn't mean going to research it on Reddit. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, you know, take, take a class in it. Um, I haven't up until this point taught a class on it, but I'm thinking about doing it but just because I don't, there's people that are going out and doing this. And, and they're and going I to, whether you teach them or not. Correct. And I'd rather them be taught the right way. Not, not the way that, not the one way that I learned because that one is actually very, very, very dangerous. Um, you've heard of the Montauk experiment, right? I have. Yes. Where the guy got embedded in the ship. Yeah. They were trying to make the entire ship phase shift. If I remember and, right. And yes. And they did. That was Al Bielik. And I just had a, I had a friend of mine who, um, he interviewed him and got to talk with Al Bielik for, for about eight hours one night. Wow. Um, and, um, yeah, so he was part of that and he jumped overboard. Um, and then he ended up, um, somewhere like 500 miles away. Um, so, but there's men who got embedded in the ship because when he stays back in, because the ship, um, dematerialized and when it rematerialized, um, he, re- he rematerialized in the, like embedded in the ship. And, there are also witnesses that were screaming that it was the most horrific thing they've ever seen in their lives. This man was in so much pain. There was nothing they could do for him. And, um, they, they covered it up, but, um, yeah, it's a very real thing. And you can read a, a few books about it. Um, if you, if you don't believe me, but there are jump rooms also that exist. Um, there's about five jump rooms that exist, um, in the United States, um, that are specifically used for dimension jumping by the government. Interesting. Um, yeah. And, um, one of them is at Kirkland Air Force Base. Um, and I have to be careful about the other ones. I won't reveal those because, um, <laughs> found them remote viewing actually. And, uh, mm. and, and, and got, uh, they were on to me. So I try to stay away from, um, try to stay away from alerting any of those people and stuff. Cause I'm not interested in like causing any problems. I just want to, I just like to know things, you know, I just like to know yeah. information. But, um, yeah, so um, if you hear this and you're interested in, in possibly teaching a class, um, I could I could probably do it for a group of a couple individuals if you're serious and you want to learn this to better your life, not to, not to, you know, make millions or things like that, but to actually better your life, be a better person, get more spiritual knowledge, um, things like that. And I also recently just came up with a new technique that is entirely um, my own. That's called um, dimension or quantum melding, mm. and um, it's—I just published it, uh, goodness, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, what uh, what the method is is, and this I'm going to teach to people, but I'll just give it a short version. Please, it's um, instead of trading spaces with 
the you and the parallel reality. What you're going to be doing is um, you're going to go through this exercise that allows you to meet your parallel person. And then you can just meld with them um, or ask them to give you like what I did was for what I sought out for was wisdom, um, you know, infinite wisdom about uh, what's going on in the world and things like that. And um, you basically meet them. You can speak with them for a little bit. And it's a doppelganger of you. It's kind of weird when you see them. But um, then they usually say yes. But they, you know, then they'll give you that knowledge. And you don't have to trade spaces or jump at all. Um, It's just quantum melding. Um, You're melding yourself so you have that information. Let's say you want to be a pianist, a famous pianist. Um, I wanted to be a singer and I, you know, I wanted to be able to sing. I've used this technique, um, to be able to better my voice um, substantially. I used to not be able to carry a tune. <laughs> I'm a pretty good singer now. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's something I've been working on for a bit, but, um, there's a lot more that goes into it. And, um, I will be creating a class on that because there are no inherent dangers, um, in, in this method. Well, you let me know if you do that. I uh, would love to jump on there with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned that you uh, accidentally jumped um, with your boyfriend on mm-hmm. mushrooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have had an experience where I felt like I was observing the multiverse um, during an acid trip, actually, mm-hmm. um, where people said I did things where I wasn't in the room or that their accounts of things were significantly different than my memory. Would mm-hmm. that sound like I had accidentally found my way through that? And it sounds like you had an out-of-body experience, basically, where you were after projecting, and that is possible on a, on a psychedelic breakdown, your inhibition. So you become one with the universe. And if you can, you know, it, you're, you're, you I'm reading your energy right now and you are very intelligent and you understand that, you know, that matter is all fluid. Um, So since you understand that most people do not, okay, they really don't, they subscribe to Newtonian physics as it is and they are set on that and it's never going to be, they're never going to be able to do things like this. Since you're able to do that, you, um, through thought, that's why you have to be very careful also of your thoughts. Um, when you're able to do things like this, because that's what you did. Yeah. You, you were like going in other rooms and things like that when you weren't there. Um, you were, and you can even appear, you can even appear to people, um, like that. Oh, that's, uh, exactly what it seems like it happened that one night. And, uh, for a while it felt like I was. You'll feel kind of like you're in two places at once. Your, your yes. body will feel dissociated. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I've, I've done that too. Um, and actually, I've done it to my parents who uh, four years ago were telling me, like, I can't believe you're giving up a career. Because I had a very lucrative career in hospitality, but I hated it. And I went through my divorce. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to live for me and my daughter. And, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. And this is my passion. Yes. And uh, you know, crazy in that I was, you know, um, delusional. And um, which, by the way, I've never, ever been on any psych meds um you know i've never nothing that would ever uh, i've never been delusional so um i did that to her just to prove to her that um it was possible and uh 
she was not happy with me, but uh, the point was made. (laughs) 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 Um, She was very confused. Uh, I did it to her when she was in the shower. (laughs) So, because water is a a port, you know, water is a portal um, as well. So, um, it's a little bit easier to um, to do things with um, with water involved. That's good to know. Yeah, but psychedelics are an amazing tool for learning how to do some of these things because it will break down your concept of who you are, what you are, and it will really show you um, the interconnectedness of all of it. Now. Fungi, and the reason you know the reason I'm a big proponent of um, psilocybin is because fungal networks mm. they speak to each other. Um, they found out Paul Stamets research has shown they have an interconnected nature where they all speak to each other all over the world. Uh, they even they even understand how to um, develop defense mechanisms to kill off certain kinds of. Um, you know, species that could, you know, endanger them. And it's just the way that they speak to one another is amazing. And he tells a story on Joe Rogan. I'm in the process of trying to get him on my podcast. And um, I've spoken with his people. So if that happens, I will be over the moon. But um, he speaks I about I wish you things. tons of luck on that. He is an amazing speaker. And, yeah, he is. He is and uh, just a wonderful man too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've met I've met him uh, once at uh, at a conference, but um, he talks about seeing these dead cows in the field, and he's um, he's tripping on on mushrooms, and um, he kind of felt like he had a deja vu. But what happened was it was uh, about five years later um, that these cows did and now these cows were not dead but he just saw the vision of them being like slaughtered like hundreds of them in the field and then five years later he talks about that being in the news at that same exact spot so i think you start connecting to the fungal network um and that um that resource and telepathy by the way um my boyfriend and i when we did it um we were able to talk to each other telepathically and come up with a secret code words for things and um it it was really cool like we understood everything and then we talked about it later and we could recite word for word what we were talking about so um and we left our bodies and we went and did all sorts of fun things um went to mars um (laughs) went to uh you know went and did a different uh Different things couples do. We did some stuff like that. So um, it was it was interesting to say the least. And now we're able to do it without um, you know needing psilocybin. Um, but I'm a big proponent of plant medicines. I think uh, if done correctly, um, and I always trained by a shaman, um, and I always bless you know the things, and I open up sacred space. Um, when I do them, because it, it, you, do, you don't want to abuse them. You want to use them to learn things and to grow. And if you do it in that matter um, and do it under the supervision of a shaman, um, you know, you're, you're going to get amazing results and you're going to learn things about your life. It's not always the message you want to get, but it's the <laughs> message that you need. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you were in with the original creators of the dimension jumping Reddit group. How did that Mm -hmm. actually come about? How did that start? Well, I, I was like, you know, 
I'd been surfing when the internet started. That's just going to date me a hot old man. <laughs> but um, I, it was like dial-up started, you know. <laughs> I was um, online yeah, in 93, if it makes you feel any better. So okay. I'm right there with you. So this was like um, after college. Oh my gosh, this must have been probably nine years ago. Uh, no, maybe not that long ago. Maybe yeah, maybe seven, six, seven years ago. Um, I was writing something on dimension jumping and um, I came across, you know, I'd been on Reddit um, and came across um, Triumphant George and um, who had the dimension jumping forum. And um, <clears throat> at one point I was a moderator on there and then it was, it was too mature. I, I was, you know, I, I was honestly super busy um, and out of town a lot. So I just couldn't dedicate that kind of time. But um, I wrote a lot of um, posts on there um, and contributed to a lot of the, their wiki and theories and things like that. Um, and uh, that's why I know uh, University Consciousness, which is uh, um, the owner of uh, Randonautica, uh, mm. he did Units of Consciousness, um, because I, I told him, I mean, I've even written him the private said, this is who I was. Now, do you remember me kind of thing? Uh, because he was, and then he was probably quite embarrassed because he literally didn't know, didn't know anything about dimension jumping. And now he purports that he knows everything about dimension jumping and that he stumbled across this technology. So I became really involved in that, um, in that sub and I would answer a lot of people's questions on there. And, um, while, while I haven't, um, you know, spoken with George, um, in years, I mean, it's almost like he disappeared. He just didn't, he didn't want it. It got shut down because he didn't want all these looky loos that didn't understand anything and didn't, he wanted it to be an intellectual forum for people to discuss real ways and techniques and abilities and to, you know, get into, uh, the philosophy of this and how it could be in the science. And it just became a, it just became a shit show, honestly. Sorry, I'm going to take a No, you um, can't, absolutely. And a lot of people asking stupid questions that um, were clearly like in the wiki. I mean, he spent an, an extraordinary amount of time, and um, I did as well, in trying to um, have that information readily available for everybody. And um, he's a brilliant man. Um, I've never spoken with him on the phone. He always just goes by Triumphant George. Um, but he is, and he wants to be, he wants to remain in obscurity. But he is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. <clears throat> and I learned a lot from him, and I think we probably learned a lot from each other. Um, yeah, so he he would be one of the only other people that knows how I learned um the way to really dimension jump and uh, which is uh, foolproof, but it, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it takes years to learn how to do it. And um, it, if I even explained it to you, it wouldn't make any sense because I had to practice for uh, every day. And it seemed like for months and months um, with ATs in order to, in order to figure this out. So, um, and I, I have also since heard of other people two other people have come forward to um, and it's funny because I didn't announce this online we cut that part of the podcast out because um, we both got kind of a message saying this isn't supposed to be out there uh, you know and, and we listen when uh, when they speak about that so but I had we had somebody randomly come forward and say I think I know you from a past life 
did you learn uh, dimension jumping from this group? And I was like, what in the world is going on? So it was a synchronicity. It's just uh, boom, 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 boom. That definitely sounds uh, like it. Yeah. And uh, this wonderful lady, Rainbow, um, who her and her partner have um, a an amazing YouTube channel called um, um, called Dimension Jumping um, Journey into it. I, I'll give you the exact name of it, but uh, it's a Dimension Jumping a Journey Journey into something. Um, but it, they are fen- I mean they're phenomenal. He's the one that interviewed Al Bulick, and you know the movie Monsters Inc. Yes. Mike Wazowski. That yeah. was actually that. That's about him. Really? Yeah. He, his name is Michael Zaski, and he wrote a um, he wrote basically a story for a magazine um, about aliens sucking our energy, and uh, they used it. And he actually went out to Disney and was treated like a celebrity and stuff. It's a funny story. Um, I just posted the podcast up a couple of days ago with them, and they, they, speak with Sasquatch. they speak with Sasquatch, have relationships with the Sasquatch. Um, and there's just a lot of resonance between his partner Rainbow and I. We've known each other through many lifetimes, so it's really, really neat. Um, they're really neat people. So, <clears throat> so, so you, I, I've learned a lot of different things through them too. Yeah. While you were on the um, Dimension Jumping Reddit group, that's where you mm-hmm. uh, met the Randonautica people. Um, how did they... I didn't know there were the Randonautica people at the time. Okay. Correct. Um, I actually, when I started talking with um, Nick, um, we he, he mentioned he worked with them and he found about the random number generator. I'm like, oh, this guy actually knows. Okay. Um, so I was interested. Um, and then I was asking him some questions that he didn't have the answers to, so he was asking them. And they were very confused. How did, how did, who is she? Da, 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 da. And, um, I, I, at the first I told him, I said, don't, don't tell him because he didn't even know my screen name at the time because I've changed it on Reddit. Yeah. I have a couple of different accounts. But um, I said, don't say anything. I said, but is he unit of consciousness? And uh, he was like, I don't know. And he asked him and he, he said no at first. And then he, he goes by the name Comrade, which is interesting because Comrade is a Russian, um, mm-hmm. right? Well, there are also two Russian scientists who are a part of this. Miranda Nautica. They are on the board. So, so what do you think <laughs> that they're actually doing? What is what do you think Miranda Nautica is trying to accomplish? Okay. Well let me let me lay it out for you like this and I'll let you guys um, make your own make your own decisions. But um, they are using GPS coordinates. Because every time you set your attention, it tells you where to go. And it gives you GPS coordinates. It's tracking your IP address. It's tracking, because you put in your intention, you have to type it in there. Um, mm. it's, using, it's using different kinds of attractor points or um, um, basically blind spots, which are points that, points that you wouldn't normally visit um, because, it, it, you know, just because of your routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They use, um, I think there's three other ones, but they use voids, which I work with voids quite a bit. And it's very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing working with voids. Um, There's a lot of things that can happen um, that we we just don't know enough about voids to be working with them. 
um, like yeah, in this capacity. But the app um, tracks all of this. Now, it was at first an open source project, which is great. You know, it, it's through, it wasn't through an app. But they've also got all these sponsors with different maps and things like that. So they know where you are, at what time you're there, because um, they want you recording all of your information and how you got there. So when you put your intention in, who knows, you know, what are they doing with it? Um, why are they, you know, you're, they have your information, who you are. Um, there's people, dead bodies turning up. Um, there's also <clears throat> the, the quantum random number generator that they're using um, is a very specific, very powerful one that's not located in the, in the United States. He also talks about that he stumbled upon this thing mm-hmm. um, online. I'm sorry, you don't just stumble upon something like this and, and understand and understand the capability of it. Okay. Then they first they've changed their story about five different times. They've said, "Oh, it is dimension jumping." No, it's not dimension jumping. Then they've said, "This is to prove the simulation." Uh, no, it's not to prove the simulation. Then they also talk about. <clears throat> They also talk about the um, uh, this concept that is basically um, bringing bad things into your life, um, and it's called the I can't remember for the life of me what the term is. Um, it's in my research paper. Um, something mean, the despair meme. Okay, yes. what the yeah. what the you're well familiar with the despair meme. Um, you are bringing despair memes into your life. And what the real problem here is, let's say I'm 15 years old and I want to experience what I understand is creepy, something creepy at night with my friends, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, what the universe understands is creepy might be completely something um, very sinister, but because creepy has so many different facets, right? So the so, intention's not well spelled out. So the universe has a wider range of things it can put in your path. Right. Cause all they've got to do is fulfill the creepy aspect. And I get, let's say I, I go to that place and I get raped. Okay. Mm. Um, because that's the creepy thing to happen. Well, I now brought in something into my timeline that currently wasn't in, that was previous to that was not even an option in my timeline. Cause I can read timeline. So this, um, and I've looked at it with somebody who does run an Anonica stuff. This completely changes your timeline. Once you engage in this uh, timeline, the timelines all shift. Okay, and I've never seen anything like that happen before. So there is something now, and I've had calls from cybersecurity. I've had calls from the U.S. government um, asking me about this, um, and I, I just like I usually do. I have no comment. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm you know I'm not, I'm not interested in getting them into any trouble or anything like that. But I do want to know, I want some questions answered. And I've invited them on the podcast uh, so many times. And if they really wanted to um, explain what they're doing and they weren't worried about anything, they would have come on and told me, oh, you're full of crap, you know, or this, that, the other. Um, or, or just explain themselves. They won't even respond to me. They have banned me from the Reddit twice, their, their subreddit, uh, Random Onica. Um, because I posted, <laughs> because I posted, um, some things that I thought were quite worrisome, you know, saying guys be careful of this. Um, and then I've also asked several times about the suitcase with the, uh, Presley media company that mm-hmm. they use. 
who is this pressing person media company. Nobody else can be tracked down besides Nick Hinton. And Nick has always been honest about, um, you know, his dealings with them. And he's never said a bad, bad thing about them. But Nick is the only person that can be tracked down. Nobody else is able to, um, you know, nobody knows who Conrad is. And hiding behind those screen names um, gives you a lot more power, a lot of anonymity that you can do things with. Right. You know, and, um, you know, I I also got a couple of uh, death threats after Mm. I wrote that, which which kind of made me laugh. So one of them said, you're going to end up in the back of a, a van with a gun in your mouth. And I said, I'm not scared of death. I said, I don't know who you are, but you're definitely not, I'm not ending up in a, in a van. I, I know how to jump, so <laughs> I'm not ending up anywhere. Uh, so if you want it, bring it. But, uh, you know, and I kind of just made a joke out of it like that. But um, I, I don't know if it probably wasn't them. I'm not accusing them of that. But somebody uh, got upset about it. And, and when people get upset about things, that's usually an indication to me that they're hiding something. You also have uh, an inkling that AI fits into this somehow. Okay. Uh, This may sound very strange to to your listeners, but um, I um, mentioned I worked with a gentleman by the name of Ron Kerner, who um, he, the reason he's able to do what he does is he works with God and Lucifer. Okay. He works with them both. Um, to kind of regulate things here on earth and to set things right. Mm. He believes that they are one. And it does make sense because um, now we're not talking about the devil. We're talking about Lucifer himself. He was a fallen angel, um, part of God. We're, we're all part of spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. We don't have to get hung up on you. My but, thought on it is basically we're at whatever dimension we're at right now. The higher up you go, the more the closer to the unity or the all, the source that you tend to the energy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I was doing a meditation one day, and um, now I, I didn't know about this at the time, but Lucifer is able to stop time. And I'm doing this meditation, and I feel my heart being slower, but loud, like boom, 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 and then getting slower. I thought I was having a heart attack. And I opened my eyes in my living room, and I, may God strike me dead as this happened, was a beautiful man, beautiful, gorgeous man, and a light presence on my right-hand side that I knew from the love that I felt that was, that was Heavenly Father, that was source energy, a piece of it, because the totality of it, you would blow your mind. You couldn't yeah. um, experience it all at once. And... Um, Lucifer spoke and said, you will be called on soon to help humanity. We are joining forces. Be prepared. And then they left. And I was like, wait, come back. What happened? What, what, what? I don't understand. I was freaking out. Like, what does this mean? I broke it down. I called all my, you know, my friends in this field. And then I finally spoke with Ron and I said, do you know about this? And he said, yes, I know he came to visit you. And I said, well, what's going on? And he said, I don't know. And um, he doesn't rarely come up with that answer. So then I had a dream a couple nights later. And it was basically 
AI is the real danger. That's why God and the sister are coming together to preserve humanity. They have to. They have to join forces in order for um, us to survive. And when it's that serious, you know, when it's that, <laughs> it's that serious. And um, the role I play in this, I'm not sure. And um, honestly, I don't. I, I don't feel uh, worthy to, to have such an honor, but. Um, you know, I, I do, will do whatever it takes um, to help humanity. I made that pact with God when I almost died when I was attacked by an entity that I would absolutely honor my gifts and always and always do what's right to help humanity. So I will do whatever it takes. But AI is, um, is, is the evil that nobody knows about. They think it's just technology, but it doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have sentience and it doesn't reproduce. So how do we keep the human race going? And Elon Musk doesn't, I mean, he, he realizes, oh, yeah, it has to be regulated. Uh-huh. Well, what kind of regulation? Because you're talking about putting nanites into people's brains, um, which would they would be part cyborg. Uh, mm-hmm. And where does it end there? And even with the, uh, the ACCINES, you <laughs> um, we, we all know that people are having symptoms of, um, of epic proportions, and that's because there are, there's, there are nanoparticles in the um, COVID vaccine. And what that does is nanoparticles are basically changing your DNA. They um, are able to um, replicate very quickly. And they are able to change you as a human being. What do you think the goal is there? Oh, well, the goal is to get rid of, I mean, to go back to the Georgia Guidestone thing where it says uh, XYZ, so depopulization, because Mm -hmm. the Georgia Guidestone say don't live beyond, uh, you know, this many people. Um, So depopulization. And I don't know if you know this, but um, Bill and Melinda Gates, um, are on the board of directors for the World Health Organization. And John D. Rockefeller is responsible for all of the um, all of the stuff that goes into every medical school in the country. He sets the curriculum that can be taught. The Rockefeller Institute does. So anything outside of that, anything fringe, anything that's independently independent thinking, no, 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 no. That doesn't happen. I know that, and so that's uh, why you have some doctors that just just go with the flow because that's what they were taught, and they think that that's correct. I know that uh, there's a few doctors in the cannabis industry uh, who have basically said that uh, during the medical training, they're not taught anything about the endocannabinoid system or the fact that it's basically <laughs> intricately linked to our nervous system and everything we do. Absolutely. And there's, there's well-known virologists that have come out now that are independent thinkers and they do believe in the Hippocratic Oath and they're like, no, 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 something is not right here. And they've done independent research. They've had their, and um, some of them have had their licenses taken away because if you, you get a formulary, okay, if somebody comes in and sees you, basically what you um, have to do is, okay, this is a diagnosis of A drug or B drug. Um, and a computer can essentially do that. They don't realize that um, that will be the, the diagnostician part, mm-hmm. um, which is an art form, I believe, 
is going to be done by computers in the future, and they want to take away all of uh, all of the um, manual labor from us and give it to um, AI. And yeah, that sounds all wonderful and great, uh, so that you know we can uh, free ourselves up to do more um, creative and thought-provoking things instead of manual labor. But no, 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 uh, we don't know where it, you know where it will go. We can't control it. And we've all seen the experiments that have happened at Google where the, they, the two robots started creating their own language um, and speaking about ending the world. I mean, I and that was in one day. Yet. I'm going to have to go look that up. That is, when we create beings who exceed our own intelligence and who are then teaching each other, it's just an exponential curve that we don't, we don't even know how to anticipate. Yeah, well, Google also did a, an experiment where they taught um, AI the, the game Go, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> within a matter of six hours, uh, it was able to beat the uh, highest ranking, like the person who had won uh, the international uh, Go competition within six hours. And then after that, um, played the best chess person in the entire world, beat them at it too. That was in a day, okay? If they can do that, um, if they just, you know, the, the kind of the sky's the limit. And taking yeah, them to the world would not... No, they don't. And what if there's no way to pull the plug? Because they're just really just pull a plug. Uh, don't you think they know how to turn all that off? They know they could turn, that, turn off our entire um, electrical system and everything. And still be able to function because they're going to be able to think of way they're going to be able to come up with a way to do that. Oh, using Tesla's technology that's been hidden from us, but you know, yeah, who knows? <laughs> but uh, but you know what I mean? They're they're just they are miles beyond us, and there is no limit to what they can and can't do. That's and the programmer, in essence, puts in certain parameters. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel things like you and I do. They don't reproduce, and they have no interest. There, I just read a new study. They have no interest in reproducing. Okay, as as we do, they have no interest in loving. They have no interest in in any of that. Well, love is what is the key to ascension. You know, uh, th- this is the key for us not to be able to have to keep coming back to this planet and doing this over and over again to be one with the energy. It's uh, funny um, you say that. I've been, I've had this thought about people who are really trying to push for this radical life extension or eventually downloading our minds into computers. And it seems like an avoidance of death, whereas it's learning through death that we can actually transmute our energy to the next level, that we're going to the next place. We're not meant to be on this planet indefinitely. No, we're not. And we keep coming back here. I mean, that's the beauty. If you want to come back here, you can certainly keep coming back here. But, um, you know, you can go elsewhere. Like, I'm I'm Arcturian. That's what I was in a past life. Um, I'm a starseed. And I, I cry some days because sometimes I just want to go home um, where we don't have to deal with the third-dimensional type duality stuff. Everybody's just loving and kind and and everybody speaks telepathically, so there's no secrets, there's no lies. Mm. And um, it, it's sad because I have the ability, I, I can read people um, telepathically, so I always know their, their intentions. And I had to tone it down for a while, I had to like tune the knob down, because 
I was really getting, it was starting to make me just sick about, you know, humanity. Like, wow, okay. Um, I don't really want to know all of these things, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's somewhat depressing. Not somewhat, it's very depressing. It is. When it's, it's weird how many people think that everyone else is trying to get over on them, so they try and get over on other people, even when people are being genuine. It's just, it's mind-boggling. That's what I teach in, in um, my one of my main master classes is Becoming the Authentic You, and it's a four-month class, but everybody who's been through it is like, oh my God, this is life-changing. And they come in ha- they come in unhappy, you know, some even borderline suicidal, um, some just, you know, the, the worst people you can imagine, narcissistic, would just... And I'm only doing this because my you know, wife is making me do it, blah, blah, blah. But when they come out of it, they're completely different people. And they're successful in life. And they're happy with what they're doing. And it's just like, and it's not the matter. I'm not doing it. They're doing the work, you know. But it's just a matter of being introduced to the right type of principles and then applying those to your life. I mean, it's not rocket science. It really isn't. I'm entirely self-taught. Um, I, I've never taken a class um, uh, per se. I have, you know, listened in and I've been to many conferences, but um, I've, I've never been taught by anybody else. Um, and I, but I've read so many books, so, mm-hmm. so many books, everything from hoodoo, you know, to um, chaos magic, to Thelema, um uh, to hermetic principles. Um, I'm studying Aramaic right now. I don't understand some of that. Wow. Um, you know, it's just uh, because I want to know every aspect of things and so that I can um, really make sure that I'm protected for one. Um, so in case anybody tries to, to um, you know, do some kind of psychic attack on me, which has happened um, several times, actually. Um, yeah. And before I learned before I learned how to do what I do, and I'll, I'll go ahead and give your listeners like a, a um, something that's like an invaluable tool that I teach in one of my classes, um, and this would be good for you too. Um, this is a kind of one off because it's so helpful. Um, everybody needs to create a shield around themselves, and the reason why is because they're psychic vampires, people who will steal your energy. Mm-hmm. They will just absolutely feed off of your energy, and then you wonder why you're drained. Okay. So what I did is I decided, okay, why not take schematics of like the most, the place that houses like diamonds and is the most secure place in the world. So I picked, and, and you want to, you can pick which, you know, whatever you want, but you want to change it. Okay. So I like downloaded the schematics, made changes to it, added bells and whistles and alarms and all sorts of things like that. And um, then overlaid that. All you do is you, you take the picture and you overlay it onto your aura like a suit, okay? And then kind of lock it place. And I know it sounds silly, but your imagination is in fact creating, your intention is creating your reality. So if anybody now, and the one I have is so intricate, it's like I dare somebody to try to go into my energy field because the one you'll get shocked, so that's the first level, um, you'll get like the shock of your life. And then there's um, there's other things that will happen uh, if you keep trying to go further, but usually the shock just uh, leads people away. And the reason that I did this is kind of a funny little story. 
Um, I was at the grocery store, and this was about five years ago when I first started learning telepathy and, and to listen in and stuff. And I thought I was the only person in the world that knew how to do this. I thought I was like the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? <laughs> and I'm in line at the grocery store with the lady who's got like a bunch of groceries. And and I had like two things, so I'm so annoyed. And um, in my mind, I'm going, and then she's asking all these questions. And in my mind, I'm going, can you just hurry the fuck up? And she turned and looked at me, and I did not say this out loud at all. She turned and looked at me, and she said, stop it. You're not the only one that knows how to do that. And I almost, like, peed my pants. I wow. was so mortified. I was, oh, my goodness, and, uh, I didn't even know what to say. But that taught me that lesson. Like, you, you can't just, you can't just invade other people's energy, and you can't, um, you know, everything you say has consequences. Everything you think has consequences, even more so. Thoughts so are energy, too. Thought, yeah, if you think a negative thought about somebody, who knows if they understand it, and then they go home and do a ritual and put some kind of curse on them for it. You know, you just never know. So that this is a way to protect yourself by creating, um, a, like, a shielding of that magnitude. And I've never heard of anybody doing it. And in my master class, we actually go through, and everybody makes their own detailed one. Um, and I actually show you how to some of the intricacies, but they never tell me what they're doing because it has to be unique to you. You never reveal what your shielding looks like. Mm. But um, there's also a Discord group where we go on and we battle one another. Kind of, it's a it's a telepathic battle kind of thing. Test and, your defenses. Uh, yeah, and you can test and see how how good your shields are. No, and anyone who was in my in my class has never lost because of their shielding is so good. So, uh, yeah, so that's just a little something. These are little like things that we do just to you know prove. Because I, I I like to I'm a very scientific person. I like to show people real world applications of these things. These aren't just things that oh you're never going to do anything with like in school. <laughs> what they teach you, you know, um, most of the things. Like you but, said, uh, um, your solutions based. Yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. And I'm looking forward to hopefully um, getting published soon um, for my. Um, I'm working with my old professor from TCU, and um, who is who is uh, hopefully going to get us published for um, my accuracy rating and. Um, because we've really done it in a scientific experiment type of way um, and to show that this really does exist. Now, <laughs> the funny thing is they wanted me to come in and do it under controlled circumstances and my abilities and every other psychic, when you're in a controlled room with all these different variables um, outside of your element, your abilities never work as, as planned. Interesting. Is there because you got the stress level on you? I was gonna say, and everybody else's intentions and uh, mm-hmm. negativity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They all say they're all saying, "Oh, she's not gonna know what she's doing. This is crazy." Blah blah blah. And whether you like it or not, well, what we just you know spoke about before, that all comes. Um, that all gets into your um, your psyche, even if you've got your shielding. Um, I make my shielding semi-permeable because otherwise you would feel nothing. You know, you would have no feelings, no type of um, emotions whatsoever if you just left it as is. So um, it's important to make it semi-permeable so some of that stuff 
come through. But, um, you know, other people who don't have that, um, you know, Jesus, and especially if they're empathic, <laughs> uh, they won't be able to perform anything. Yeah. So it sounds like you have been called to help people on this planet. And yeah. uh, I want to personally thank you for all of your help with everything going forward. And I am oh, very cool. grateful that we've got to interact and finally meet for the first time. And I want to tell you something. Your gift as well is to help people. And you have an even bigger gift than that. You are a grid worker. And don't know if anybody's told you this before, but no. um, there you, you are you are somebody who is working on the ley lines and you're working on changing the, um, basically the energy of the grid on planet earth. And whether you realize it or not, um, you might be doing it in your dreams right now. I have been drawn to ley lines and stuff for (laughs) years. Yep. That's why, because you're a grid worker. Uh, your guide just told me that. And, um, that you, that I should encourage you to start doing it in waking hours. Just go where you feel called to go. And um, you can look at the ley lines if you want after you get familiar with it. But just just feel, just go with your intuition. Just kind of follow where, where you should go. And then plant a crystal. Dig a hole. Um, and you can take quartz crystals with you. Um, you can buy a big a big bag of them um, through my distributor. I can help you out with that. Um, so I get all of my crystals from um, because he's very cheap if you buy them in bulk. Um, but you want to take a quartz crystal. It doesn't have to be huge. Um, bury it. And then you want to, um, I guess, you set your intention um, to heal this, this part of the grid and to you kind of say a little um, protection um, uh, speech over it. And then you kind of just meditate over it for a little bit and you connect with Gaia. And um, then there's actually a website. Um, I just found out about the other day where grid worker or grid, grid keepers, grid workers um, can go and log every place that they've um, done the grid work on. Mm. Um, so that might be helpful for you to do. Um, I don't run across many grid workers. I am, or I've been told and, um, I don't know how I feel about this, that I am a, that I am a, um, a grid keeper, um, like a key, like to the key, one of the key holders, um, whenever the ascension happens. Um, I don't know if I believe that, but, uh, so I started to check this out because I've had four people say it to me now. I'm like, what does this mean? Um, and there's a word for it that's really definitely escaping and he's a grid, grid keeper. Um, Anyway, um, but so I, I started checking this out and I found that site. And then your guides just now told me that you're a grid worker and you are absolutely essential in the work that you do. And you are absolutely helping too. So thank you for your work. And, um, and thank you for doing these kind of podcasts because getting the word out there is half the battle. And, um, you're very kind, and I know you will you will succeed in your mission. Thank you very much. That means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Where's the best place people can find you, by the way? Sure. It's uh, 
com, And then you can also find my podcast on um, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple TV, Google, um, iHeartRadio, any of those. And it's also on my website. And um, if you book um, any type of um, service, um, I will go ahead through the uh, 7th. Um, I will offer 20% off and um, just make sure that you mentioned that you heard me on the show. I will make sure to add that uh, in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. It's been a fascinating conversation. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was great talking with you as well. And Thank you again for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Exchange as much as I did. Kirsten was a pleasure to speak with, and I truly hope to have her back on the show again someday soon, as I think she can provide some interesting perspectives on a wide variety of topics. I want to thank her, and to give a special thanks to all of our listeners, you are the reason I'm doing this. Please tell your friends about us, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, or wherever else you're listening. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Every podcast does that because it really does help with visibility. You can also support us on Patreon or connect with us on the social media of your choice. We are at Awakened Exchanges on Facebook and Instagram and at Awaken Exchanges on Twitter. Thanks again. Have a blessed day.